Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Backdoor cover in this bitch. Let's go. June 17th, 2019. I'm Micah. This is Brad. What's happening? This is the most production work I've ever seen you do live. Micah is sitting over here changing people's voice tones, inflections, oh, while lit, talking, fam. while being a monster truck menace that Micah is. And here we are. Happy yeah, Monday, brother. Boy. Now, I want to give a special shout out to Bruce Arthur, Canadian columnist, who I uh, just had a little... He's on Zach Lowe's all the time. Yeah, he's, he's pretty well he's known. Great. I just had a little run-in with him on Twitter. Oh yeah, and uh, I'll just say I, I stand by my my words. But well, let, let me just say yeah, this: Give me the whole rundown here. Bruce tweeted uh, in referring to today's Raptors championship parade in okay. Toronto. Which, if you've seen anything on Twitter or anywhere, it's unbelievable the number of people that are out. People it's crazy, are losing it. Yeah. Uh, but he tweets, technical problems, so no music or video on the stage or screens, heat and a lack of water bottles, and almost no way to get out of the crowd, which is packed as the world's biggest rush hour subway car. This could have been planned and executed better. Okay, that's a good tweet. That's a pretty good tweet. But I, I checked because I'm in, I'm curious, you know. How hot is it? How hot is it? If that's heat, what I was thinking. Heat is an issue. You know, here in Texas, it's like 95, it's humid. It's miserable. In Toronto at the moment, it is 67 degrees. And I did double check <laughs> to make sure that was Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Okay. Celsius, it's 19. So if I it tweeted, was 67 Celsius, it'd be like the fucking sun. I'd be in like a jacket. Yeah. Heat, question mark. It's 67 right now that or 19 Celsius. Get the fuck out. GTFO. That's you, what I you said GTFO'd on Twitter. GTFO'd this guy? I GTFO'd him. Mm. Then Bruce tweeted back at me, people are passing out in the crowd from a lack of water. So good job here, Micah. Oh, so I guess you, I'm the you, asshole. You put your name in his blast. I said, love you, Bruce. I won't argue semantics. Hope everyone is having a great time and is healthy and safe. And Bruce said, these are actual facts, Micah. Thank you for the kind words. Have a good one. Oh, Do you, so we are formally extending an offer for Bruce Arthur to come on the pod. We like facts talk here. about it. I'm sure that there was a lack of water, but I, I hate to say this. It's really not the organizers. That's it's really up to the people to bring your own water. No. The organize the organizer should have a place where people can get water. And it should be somewhere where you could exit. And it should be somewhere where Yes, they should I agree with that. Yes. There but should be bathrooms. It's not the city's responsibility to, to provide water. Mm. I disagree. Bring your own water. Just don't become dehydrated. Drink beer. I don't know. What's really good is it's not hot at sixty seven. That's sixty seven is not hot. That That's is not all a I'm fact. saying. That's the only thing I'm arguing with Bruce Arthur about. That would the great be an opinion. Bruce or Arthur. 67 is not hot anywhere in the world. I don't want to hear it. Okay? <laughs> the humidity was 51%. Big deal. It's 58 here right now. I like how you're just getting in fights with people on Twitter this, this Monday morning. Yeah, it's just getting me a little riled up. gets the juice flowing. I haven't had a good Twitter fight in a long time. I haven't seen since you. Since Darren Ravel blocked me. But Oh, wow. Yeah, fuck that guy, too. What a scumbag he is. There was news about him this week. I got to find. Why you got to pick on Canadians too, man? Ravel's not Canadian. No, I'm talking about Bruce, Bruce Arthur. Arthur's a great guy. He's great. There, he's a wonderful, entertaining person and uh, and a good good writer. Apparently. And, I, and, and Canada knows how much I love the Raptors. I've been on them all, all playoffs. Nobody was picking them to win the championship except me. I did that. I did that for you in the Philly series. He did that before Kevin Durant got injured. That's right. That's true. Anyway, hey, backdoor cover. We're back. It's a Monday. What a, we had? Uh, we had some golf this weekend. We're headed into the uh, the terrible time where there's very little sports happening. 
Uh, terrible time. But we'll get that's to a it. Good, that's the a terrible good time. Way to call it. That's that's exactly what I would. Except baseball, it. I guess. But we're we're gonna try and get tight and high on this week. I don't know what their schedules are. They're they're hard to to run down. But I, I would assume we'll find them at some point. Mm-hmm. They'll find us. Okay. Uh, Mind of Micah. Uh, last week we had uh, some good content, including a read of the week uh, featuring uh, my friend Mark Maroney uh, about esports. Bonnie I ma- basically, I made fun of nerds. It was good. If you like that stuff, if you like me bullying people. Check that out. That's really on brand for you. Thank you. Uh, the 365 Things Austin podcast is going strong right now. It is a production of Brad and I here at MWBK uh, Creative and Sales. Today, we dropped the best happy hours in Austin. So if you live in Austin, if you're coming to Austin for work, if you're coming to visit and you want to know where the best happy hours are, that is live on that feed. So check out 365 Things Austin, uh, wherever you find podcasts. And you can listen to that for, you know, even if you come four months from now, remember to check that out on your way into town. It's a good listen. With special uh, host, guest host, Aaron Wesley, my fiance. That's right. That's right. We're keeping the fam here. Here, what's this one? There it is. Oh, okay, Aaron Wesley. Yeah. There it is. Fam, shouts to Wes. All right, let's, uh, let's talk some golf. Let's get into it. No more programming notes. On to the golf. Uh, Gary Woodland is your 2019 U.S. Open champion. He won at Pebble Beach by three strokes. Over the unbelievable Brooks Kepka, Brad, should I should I play the music for Buttercup? No, let's just let's just do a little quick uh, little quick recap. We'll go deeper into this here. Oh, there it is. I'll play just a little. Might taste as well of give it. a little branding. We're gonna here go deeper into this uh, later the week, but we figure we'll get a we'll get a quick hit yeah, on it. Real quick, quick recap today. Okay, uh, like you said, Woodland's a champion. Uh, he, he had the ever present is the note that I wrote. The ever present Brooks Kepka, considering he's pretty much always involved in the last, whatever, eight major championships in a row. No, he was the two-time defending champion of this tournament. Before we get to Woodland, I want to talk about Kepka. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going off script here. No, don't be. Don't worry. Let's go with it. He's won the U.S. Open two years in a row. He finished second yesterday. The U.S. Open, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the hardest tournament to win in all of golf. Okay. There's like 5 million, uh, there's like 5,000 people that try and qualify for this thing. Every club pro at every golf course in America is trying to get into it's this. Very difficult it is an to get actual in. open championship. Yes. And the fact that this guy, this is America's golf championship. This is open to everybody. This isn't the Masters where you've there's only a it's a smaller field than a usual week. Um granted it's the best players in the world, but it's a smaller field. The US Open is open to everyone. And this is an incredibly difficult tournament to win. And this guy is is right there for the third year in a row. It's impressive. He's starting to grow on me. I, you know, my favorite thing about Kepka is he plays fast. He does play very quick. And the rest of these fucking guys play slow as molasses. He plays but, fast and he plays powerful as hell. He yeah. just just swings so hard. So here the you Fox go. guys, you know, Fox. Uh, another thing on the coverage, Fox doesn't do a lot of golf tournaments, right? Uh, and it kind of shows. And they are not. They were just not prepared to keep up with Kepka. He's too. They're fast. like trying to talk about storylines and yeah. stuff, and Kepka just walks up and hits it while these other dudes are like standing around <laughs> staring at their lies. Uh, so shouts to Kepka on that front. Here, over his last eleven attempts, this is Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. He has four wins, two runner-ups, and an additional five top ten finishes. Uh, over his last four attempts, this is a master or a no, majors major championships. Right. So this his last eleven major championships: four wins, two runner-ups, and then an additional five top tens. He's been in the top ten in his last eleven. Over the last four attempts. Kepka has finished first, second, first, second. It's pretty fucking good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh that's about as good as you could pretty much do. 
that's 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 quite a note here. Kepka became the first player in U.S. Open history to post four rounds in the 60s and And still lose. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, because typically in the U.S. Open, people aren't firing under under par. Usually people... Generally about even par is the winner. Uh, Brooks Kepka, of course, started Sunday uh, four strokes back, but birdied four of the first five, came out hot. It was incredible. Uh, And he missed makeable birdie putts on six and seven. Yeah. Um, But he still had at least a, a sniff at it down the stretch. He failed to birdie 18. He actually went for the, you know, he went for it, uh, which was did the right move. he bomb move. it? He yeah. bombed it. Yeah, he tried to make eagle. Nobody had made eagle there all day on Sunday. Nobody did. He needed to, um, real bad. And so it gave Woodland a, a shot. But I mean, talk it, was, more about, it was dramatic down the down the stretch. Like, it sounds like Woodland won by a, a comfortable margin. It wasn't very comfortable until he was on the 18th hole, really. Right. And, like, he knew that he went into the 18th with a two-shot lead, which still wasn't necessarily a comfortable lead, even though it's a par five. But... Regardless, so so Woodland, he was yeah. dominant uh, finishing top 15 in strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, and he finished second in strokes gained putting. Um, the win on Father's Day was especially significant for the Woodland family. Uh, two years ago, Gary's wife, uh, Gabby, lost one of their two children, uh, twin children, during pregnancy. Gary's son, Jackson, was born healthy in June of 20, 2017, and the Woodlands are actually preparing for the arrival of a second set of twins this August. Whoa. Yeah, so he, they're, they're really doing things. This is a really significant and special win for them beyond just that. Like, it's a, you know, you have to overcome things, and, and he really did uh, overcome quite a bit to get here. Uh, coming into the tournament, the big knock against Woodland was that he had weak short game. Uh, however... He put it on a clinic with his wedges at Pebble Beach. Uh, and, like I said, finished second in SG putting, strokes gained putting, and in the top 15 on approach. So he also scrambled really well. He was great. Uh, did you see the chip on number, I think it was 17, where he was on the green and he had a chip? Yes. Because like the, the green kind of juts in and the hole is ba- in the back right. So he has to go over a, a patch of rough but he is on the green, so he can't putt. Yeah, the it. hole was like on the back left, and he was on the front right, and, and he was—I was mean, he was still like in between. It was probably sixty yards away, and he had a chip, and he chipped on the green, if, which is kind of cool to be in the last group of the tournament. So, like, you can just leave a big divot there. No, you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. With if you, I right? had done that though, I would have left the like a of whatever three inch deep scar. Like, I would have made such a terrible divot in there. Like, a piece of Pebble Beach might have fallen into the ocean after I hit it so poorly. That took major nuts, and for him, like I mean, that was basically what, what closed it out. Like that yeah. won the tournament for him. That was it, going uh, up and down because he put it really, 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 really close, almost making it. Yeah, and then that, he, after he did that, I I walked I walked outside and it was like this is this is over. Came back for the post, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so and, you missed his putt on eighteen. It was a thirty. I, did, I walked right bomb. back in when he right after he made it for birdie. I was which grilling is how chicken he won by three. Hey, you know, was, that's manly. Shouts to Shaq, barbecue chicken alert. And uh, it, was, it was quite good. Uh, yeah, Woodland seems to be one of these dudes that's universally liked on tour. Like, yes. all the other players seem to like him. Really nice guy. And this is his first major win. They were showing him walk into uh, the tournament on Sunday, and, like, all the all the leaders, like Kepka, Rose, those guys were kind of walking in, like, had, like, whatever, their golf shoes or whatever they were holding. Uh, Woodland walks in, and he's, like, toting his golf bag with, like, on his shoulders, like, carrying it like he's the caddy. And people are like, never change, man. Like, that's so good. Blue collar, yeah, hardworking man. Like, happy to see him win. Uh, so, for a couple last notes for him. After finishing, uh, this is for Woodland. 
Uh, he had three top 10 finishes in his last four major starts. Uh, that he Woodland finally broke through, securing his first major championship at 35 years of age. Uh, so, yeah, man, a lot of people happy to see him win. Um, I needed Rose to win. I had Rose. I selected Rose, and he uh, he really like kind of just struggled throughout the tournament. He was never really accurate off the tee or approach, and he was kind of kept in the tournament by his short game and his scrambling abilities. I think I saw one day, like on, I think it was Friday, he went up and down 14 times uh, over an 18-hole stretch. That must, like, I haven't incredible. gone up and down 14 times over an 18-month stretch. Yeah, over like a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck. So, yeah. He played incredibly around the greens, but he just wasn't on. And whenever you get down to that final round that that Sunday, uh, it, the pressure is just so great that having those kind of inconsistencies in your game makes it almost impossible to compete. And so, yeah, he fell back to uh, seven under, tied third. So other notables here, Justin Rose, Ches Reeve, John Rahm, and Xander Shoffley all finished at tied third, seven under. Uh, like I said, Rose struggled all week off the tee and with his approach shots, but uh, incredible short game kept him in it. One last note, All-American Oklahoma State junior Victor Hovland finished tied 12th at 4-under and uh, took low amateur honors. Hovland secured invitations to the 2019 Masters, which he, he was tied 32nd earlier this, this year, and the U.S. Open this year. And the way that he secured his invitation was by winning the 2018 U.S. Amateur, which was also at Pebble Beach. So he won the U.S. Amateur last year at Pebble, and now he just finished tied 12-4 under as an amateur. uh, And that's pretty fucking good. Two strokes better than Tiger. Two strokes better than Tiger. uh, Hovland is going to forego his senior season at Oklahoma State and turn professional at next week's Travelers Championship. So he's going pro. Shouts next to week. him. Yeah, he should have gone pro. Straight out of week. high school, straight into the I, pros. I don't know what the rules are, but I wonder why he wouldn't have just taken his professional, like why wouldn't he wouldn't just say, hey, I'm going professional this week so that he could take the money that he wins. He might not from. have qualified as a professional. So he you, might have only he, qualified is as that how an that works? I don't, I don't know. I don't either. That's why I was wondering. I don't know. That must be what it is, though. It must be. It must, it must be, be when, he was, when he qualified to participate. He qualified as He also an probably didn't think he was going to, Finished tied, you know, and I don't know how much 12. money the the U.S. Open actually pays. A shitload. It's oh, like it this, does. It's the it it's one of the tied with uh, the Players Championship is the, the biggest oh, purse at twelve point five million. Not all Jeez. to the winner, but yeah. that's what's distributed. So tied twelve well, would have been a big guy. boy paycheck for the kid. Well, when you beat Tiger Woods by two strokes at Pebble Beach in a ma- in a major, there's probably uh, there's probably some endorsement money coming for I'll him. Say. I mean, I'm sure he's he's established enough to be an up and coming guy. I remember there's a lot of talk about this guy at the Masters this yes. year. So, uh, and he qualified for the Masters next year because of his finish. So, or or because of his finish at the Masters, he finished thirty second this year. I believe so. I don't. But really anyway, know, shouts but to him. He finished top twelve. That's yeah. Impressive. He's pretty much secured himself a spot on the PGA Tour here for the foreseeable future. I would imagine. So. I I'd get as far away from uh, Oklahoma as possible too. Well, so he, he's not even their best player at Oklahoma, and his his colleague Matthew Wolf Matt Wolf is also declared he's going pro he's a sophomore really? and he's a guy who has that crazy like crow hop swing have you seen this thing i haven't seen i'll it. have to post it. well it's we'll see absolutely it. bizarre well ladies and gentlemen that concludes the buttercut it's the end of today's short and buttercut we may come back with a longer buttercut to talk it all talk it all down uh talk Repeat. it all up talk Whatever. it talk about it a little we will bit digest more. it we'll unpack we'll, it shouts to the buttercut uh if you want to hear the u.s open preview and hear how brad's picks did those are available 
on this feed on the Buttercup, America's number one golf segment. All right, on to some hoops. Uh, there's a lot happening here, actually. Uh, the Raptors parade is today, as I mentioned. Uh, so shouts to Bruce Arthur and uh, also Canada, the whole nation. Uh, Kawhi Leonard wearing a shirt that says Boardman gets paid today. And in reality, Boardman gets parade, which is a great sign. That's so, another good sign. Yeah, that would have yeah. worked. Shouts to Canada. It looks like many, many people are there. Hopefully no one dies. Okay, I don't want anyone to die. I know I was making a little joke if about the heat. If someone dies of heat stroke, how are you going to feel? I'm going to feel bad. That's right. I'm going to feel, you know, mildly bad about it. Now, I didn't I didn't plan the parade. I'm not the one responsible for the lack of water or exits, but I'm not going to feel great about it. So I'll just leave it at that. It's All right? You. It's on you now. Great. Since the last time we talked, <laughs> Anthony Davis has essentially been traded to the Lakers. Apparently... This trade doesn't go down until July 6th due to tax purposes and salary stuff. Um, but by doing the trade before the rest of the summer business, which essentially they're doing, Davis will count at his full amount on the Lakers' books as they move into free agency, which will still leave the Lakers with between $23.7 and $27 million in available, available cap space. Uh, I heard Damon Jones, or I saw a clip of Damon Jones on First Take, or yeah. not First Take, the Wake Up, the, the ESPN show that no one watches. Yeah, Get Up. I think. Uh, say that he heard from someone who's knowledgeable about the situation okay. that uh, Kawhi is going to the Lakers. <laughs> to which Jalen Rose is like, are you really telling me he's giving up $9 million a year to go there? And uh, he had no answer, really. So I don't believe that to be true, but $23 million is a... That's a solid piece. It's not max money, uh, but you could, you know, the there's been talk of Kimba Walker, uh, which I think Kimba probably is a pretty good fit there. They don't have any point, point guards since they shipped out uh, Mr. Triple B, Lonzo. Let me help you here. So here are the players that the Lakers have signed for the 2019-2020 season. God, I hate the Lakers. I hate talking about them. There's only six fucking guys oh, on right now. Okay. So they've got LeBron James. He's making $37.4 million. They got Anthony Davis making $27 million. They got Mo Wagner making Mo Wagner. He's the uh, the Miss, the Michigan guy that probably Will from Michigan loves. Fuck uh, that guy. $2 million on the books. Kyle Kuzma, $1.97 million. That's a good Isaac piece. Bonga. I talk a lot of shit on Kyle Kuzman, Kuzma, but at $1.7 that's a hell of a value. I take it all back. Isaac Bonga, $1.6 Nobody knows who you are, who he played for? Germerico, Germerio Jones. He has sure. one left on his deal, but it has something to do with an option. They don't even know how much he's worth. So that's their whole roster currently. Well, they've got I, some I would say they're going to pick up a draft pick or two, but they've traded all of their picks. so For the foreseeable future, right? Yeah, I don't know if they have any seconds or something. And then there's something about, on. like, there's a, a a choice by New Orleans. If they want to swap picks at some point, first-round picks with them, like, I think in I think the last two or something. the last two first-round picks that go along with this are swappable. So if, it's crazy. So if the Lakers have the better pick, then uh, New Orleans gets that. But if New Orleans has a better pick... Then the lake. Uh, I, I don't know exactly something how it works, silly but, like that, right? Yeah, no. If New Orleans gets a better pick, if the Lakers, if New Orleans get a, a better pick, they still get the LA pick or something. Um, Anyhow, yeah, they 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 made a lot of picks. We're not going to talk about this because I have no idea what this really means. So the thing that we'll is kind see, of they're still like two moves away. I, I I would imagine that New Orleans is going to go young and just start a. Re- obviously, they're going to take uh, Zion and maybe add another young piece or two at four. 
with the yeah, four pick. Yeah, they got the four. That's I mean, right. I think that's what you do. You take the picks at one and four, and then you go young. But they're also in a place where they could take the one and four and then go get a, a piece and try and contend. Or at least, you know, make the playoffs. I, don't I mean, know. you could trade the four for a piece that could help you contend. That too, yeah. That seems like the most likely of the options I, if you wanted to do something like that. If they I mean, wanted contend to, yeah. isn't the right word, but be in contention. Like, they're not going to win the championship, not with this roster, not this young of a roster, but to have those guys going into the, the playoffs and get some playoff experience under their belt this early in their careers, I mean... None of the fucking guys coming out of LA have seen the playoffs. That's for sure. That's true. Uh, yeah, no shit. Not so, like Lonzo is going to bring you any playoff experience. Brandon Ingram's got like some sort of blood disease, so they don't know if he's ever going to play. Um, These I, Lakers I guys still, are all busters, man. They're all trash. I bet you they're all really fucking good. They're going to end up like flourishing now that they've moved to a, which would be funny Although, if I mean, they moved I, to the Lonzo shitty. is is a great passer. He's and great. He's good. He's not great. He sucks at shooting. But he's a great passer, and he can he excels in transition. And his problems and if you've have been got, in, if like you've leg got a, injuries, right? Yeah, probably due to BBB shoes. That's possible that's too. Fair, that's but fair now, guess. I mean, if you've got him running down the court and he's got Zion on the right, just throwing lobs, like this is now an interesting, fun team. But I don't think they're a good team. And then they've got Julius Randle, who's the a, West, a the, pretty he, good player. The West is still stacked. They got and now Drew the Holiday, great player. They're going to be good. They're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be, be really fun. fun to watch. They'll be fun. Dude, so who do you think won this trade? The Lakers. I disagree. The Lakers got AD, and they're going to sign him to a five-year deal after this contract. Maybe. So, okay, okay, I'm assuming that they will. Okay. That's, they're going to sign okay, him to a, a five-year. assumption. That he's got one more year on the contract, and then after that he's going to sign a five-year max deal with the Lakers. That's a fair assumption to take and, off some of the whatever. Well, the guy, it's he wanted to be traded to L.A., so you have to assume that he's going to sign a five-year deal. Right. It's not like but he's not wanted, guaranteed. It's like ninety. I mean, if he could get hurt, I guess he. They, he said he's planning to go into free agency and then I'll, like work with the Lakers, basically. Well, whatever the case is, Let, uh, I'm let's assume, assume I'm assuming he he's locked down for another five years. Let's okay? take that part of the equation out of the system, out of the situation here. So when we're comparing the, the trade, we're assuming Anthony Davis will remain a Laker for the next five years. So that be six years actually, because it's this year, this plus, year plus five. five. So that. Under consideration, that's a win. I don't any team in the league. If you have Anthony Davis, who's still only like twenty four, and going on twenty five, and is going to be a superstar for six years, the Lakers are a team that traditionally has a need stars. They need stars to be good. All teams do, but the Lakers really need stars uh, for LA. Like now, that franchise that hasn't made the playoffs in six fucking years has a. They have uh, LeBron James. They're the favorites now. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But okay. they have LeBron James, but even LeBron James on the very backside of his career, LeBron, let's say LeBron only plays for two more years. Which is not going to happen, but yes, let's just say I that. mean, let's say he's not, a, he could be, he's on the backside of his career. That's the worst. for sure. He missed more games last year than he's ever missed before. He probably will miss more games it, this year. He's old. So even take LeBron out of the question, when you have Anthony Davis on your team in LA for the next six years through 2025, that's a win. Then you're the Pelicans. Unless... He gets hurt. Well, you're not the Pelicans. Because nobody wants to go to New Orleans in free agency. Okay. I would, but the Lakers can always get pieces to surround that star. That's what they need. That's why they, they traded everything they had but to get Shaq. that's not true. They couldn't do that for, for LeBron. They couldn't get stars to surround that piece. Well, that was because Magic is the worst GM in America. Okay, so you're assuming I'm blaming that, that one on Magic. get better pieces to come in because I of just and, and And the plan was always to get the good piece this summer anyway. Okay. With the, with the LeBron plan, nobody expected them to get another star that first year. 
Yet Although, they fired like half their fucking And, and they put management. together the worst roster ever. So you can't say that they didn't get a chance to bring in good pieces. Now there's every free agent wants to play in L.A. Do you think? Yes. And now all these free agents were also can go ring chasing. Just like, I mean, the older you get the guys who like the Gary Payton types that uh, are on the end of their career that come in and join a winning team. Right. I mean, we saw it with Ray Allen. We've seen it with, with 100 different teams over okay. the years. Uh, Ray Allen joining the Heat's a great example. I don't know who that person is that's going to take a discount, right? I mean, uh, David West did it for like three years in a row. There's somebody out there. They could use Ray Rondo as a re-sign at this point. They don't have a point guard. He'd be good. He's terrible, though. No, he's good. Nobody wants and he's him. he's really good with Anthony Davis. He, remember how good he was in uh, New oh, Orleans? Oh, that's true. That I forgot about that. Um, this feels a lot like the Boston-Brooklyn I just don't think so. Those dudes were at the end of their career. Sure. And, like, that's that's the difference. Anthony Davis is still 100% in his prime. So they had and you the guys, those guys was, what was it, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, right? Right. They were basically at the same point in their career as LeBron is now. Maybe even a little bit They were a little it. later, I think. And LeBron has they proven had like to be sort of a robot. But we have no idea what LeBron has left. Right, that's true. He could live, I mean, he puts a million dollars into his body every year. Like, he could be Yeah, he could play for another 40. 10 years. Who knows? Would anyone be surprised by that? Not really. I mean, he's like 35. He's like 34 right now. Players, they're, he, they're probably the same age as, as KG. and But those guys had already started to t- They had really declined. And like, when you make that deal, you look at it best case, you've got like a two-year window with those guys while they're still stars. Right. Anthony Davis is going to be a star for another five or ten years. Right. But I'm looking if at he the stays longevity of, of LeBron versus those older guys, just because that's kind of a Yeah, but they didn't trade even, for LeBron. I well, mean, you're looking at your timeline for success, and LeBron is with who they're like basically matching up against. That's what the the thing that was hurrying them to make the decision. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So no, no, that's true. I mean, they needed said, to make a move. I, I just, I think they're. I think it's a great move. Now, I think it's a great move for now, New in, Orleans. I, don't I think, think it's a great move for New Orleans to that too. Haul from anybody. Not even close. You just never know if the Lakers are going to be dominant. Three for, fucking first round draft picks. And three previous first-round draft picks. And th- two of those were top three. I just don't think Lonzo's a star. I do. I don't think he's ever going to make an all-star team. I don't think he's going to be first or second, third-team All-NBA. I just don't think... The, the guy can't shoot. You have to mm-hmm. shoot in this league, and he's not a shooter. And I don't see him making some sort of Jason Kidd-like switch to become a great shooter. So for the people who could possibly join L.A. that are kind of in that max conversation that are available... It would be people like uh, the guy out of Charlotte, Kimba. Uh, Kimba Walker would be probably the best possible scenario. Would be getting him to add it on. He can shoot like he's probably as good of a shooter, probably second best to like maybe Steph in the entire league for deep threes. Yeah, uh, maybe Jimmy Buckets is probably in the conversation. Jimmy Butler's out there. He probably makes more than twenty three. But uh, Chris Middleton's, but he's not cl- close to good Tobias enough. Harris. Tobias Harris. Uh, What's the other guy in Kawhi, Milwaukee? Like you said, but well, yeah, no Kawhi. There's, Kawhi's not taking less than that. Who's the other guy in Milwaukee? Brogdon? Uh, yeah, Brogdon is free agent. I, I mean, think a guy like Brogdon seems like a great fit, but I don't know. Um, he seems a lot like Kevin Hart, but older. And I think you need Kevin Hart's not Kevin Hart. Name. What's the Hart guy's Kevin name? Hart's Josh like five Hart. two. Josh Hart. Oh, Josh the guy Hart. I'm talking about. Yeah, Kevin oh, no. Hart cannot Brogdon, play for the Lakers. I think Brogdon's a star. Yeah, and they need they need somebody who can take that defensive load off of LeBron night in night out. Absolutely. Too. I mean, at 34, he can still play great defense for a series, but I think that 82 games, you got to find He's somebody else. He's not doing it in the regular season. you got to get somebody else to guard the best player on the other team. For sure. Um, 
we'll see. I think it's interesting, and and I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I, it's also sort of fair, I think. Maybe neither of them won it, but when you give up the best player... I think I always who think, won it is the wrong question. Yeah, I do too. I, in the NBA, whoever gets the best player in the trade wins the trade, is my opinion. Well, both of them came out better than they were before. Perhaps. I think that's as good of a deal I mean, as the Anth- If Anthony Davis get. is going to leave a year from now anyway... That's which what he, I'm saying. You, like, and you get let's a say they keep for him like around for one more year and then he years. leaves and you get that, it's definitely the right move. So, And we'll see what they do with it. David Griffin has is, is proven to be a, a good GM in the past and they've got Zion to build around and whoever they pick up at number four. Unfortunately, this seems to be a, a two or... Th- this appears to be a three-person draft. Um so we'll see what the value of that fourth pick actually is, who they end up getting. But uh, it'll be fun to watch. Something we'll be talking about for the next five years at I least. I mean, the other thing is they could have got Anthony Davis for nothing in one year. Right. But that LeBron window is, is closing. That's you right. can't just let LeBron... And, and you know, Anthony Davis is a LeBron client. He wor- he works or is, is he part represented of- by Clutch Sports and, and Rich Paul and all that stuff. Yeah. Rich Paul probably feels pretty fucking powerful. He is right making now. some money. I bet they get KCP back on that roster. Uh, Caldwell Pope, remember he's another guy from that that yeah. same crew that was on the roster last year. That I just, uh, Rich Paul was on the cover of Sports Illustrated last week, and he came out and said like, "We're not playing for New Orleans." And then two days later, that he got traded to L.A. Mm. So the guy must feel like he's pretty fucking powerful if if he was done already. Well, after everybody's calling him a bozo for the last six months because they botched it so badly to begin with. That's true. Now everything's kind of coming back into focus and is better. So, If you want to see a hilarious joke meme, you can follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram where you can see uh, something, a hilarious video I posted. You got joke memes? Well, it was a video of LeBron talking to uh, Lonzo. Oh, that was a good one. And uh, it's pretty funny. Check it out. Good at, caption, At too. Backdoor Cover Podcast. Yeah, I, I, I knocked that one out of the fucking park. Here's a high point for me. Yeah. All right. Lots of speculation about uh, Kyrie going to the Nets. Brooklyn possibly moving D'Angelo Russell. This is all weird to me. I don't. Oh, I guess Kyrie could possibly go to LA now. He's going to want Max a bigger money, I think. Although what they've got. I mean, shit. Kyrie would be a, a pretty goddamn a, good fit. A pretty goddamn good fit. I would agree with that. Uh, LA. The Lakers are currently the Vegas favorite now. They are a three to one favorite to win the title, which is there. That is so low. Well, considering they have three, two players that people have heard of, and that's it. Uh, I mean, and three to one, there's just no. That's that's those are that is just not any value. Uh, do you want to guess who's second? I guess you've got it in front of you. But I do. Milwaukee comes in at six to one, the second favorite. The this biggest third is the biggest. The biggest surprise. surprise to me is the Clippers, which yeah. indicates that Kawhi is going there. The Clippers at seven to one, but even if Kawhi goes there, they're not a championship team. Yes, they are. They're as good as the the Raptors. I would think. no. Yeah, they got good on. supporting staff. I don't. I mean, who's the who's the second, third best player on this Clippers team right now? I'd have to go look. It's they traded away Tobias Harris, who was their best player all season long. I, I mean, I, I, that just seems like a stretch. I know Kawhi just did it, but that that Toronto team had pieces in place, and and but they definitely a, and a had some really bench. good players. And I mean, and some guys that had done so they got, made playoff runs before. They had Danny Green that came with him. Like, yeah, they got Lou Williams. They got. Uh, Montrez Harrell, they got Danilo Gallinari, they got Patrick Beverly, and they got the the rookie Shea Gildas Alexander, who was really good last year. So yeah, you're right. They don't have quite the. Now I, I don't know exactly staff. how much space the Clippers have, and maybe the the, they get the belief guy. is that they're going to bring in Kawhi and somebody else, but I don't know. Uh, Houston is the four, the fourth favorite, eight to one. Toronto 
is fifth favorite at 10 to 1. If you think Kawhi is going back to Toronto, uh, that's something. Interesting to me, Golden State is now falling to sixth or seventh. Sixth. Tied for sixth. Tied for sixth with Philadelphia at 12 to 1. I think there's still value in Golden State. People are people are sleeping on them now, but if if Clay comes back at at the All Star break, this is going to be a championship caliber team in all likelihood. I'm curious about what their timetable for his recovery is. So, like when you tear an ACL, there's two different ways that you can recover from it, depending on if you've torn cartilage in your knee or not. So it's deferred versus not deferred. Deferred means you've torn your cartilage and you have to get that sewed up. And that means you can't put pressure on your foot for the first four weeks or something when you get the, the surgery versus if you don't have cartilage damage, it's just your ACL. Mm-hmm. You can walk on it. You can put pressure on it the day after the surgery, like, so you can recover much, much quicker. So, I mean, that's kind of the question is, is he deferred or is he going to be, uh, on like a quicker timetable for, for recovery? And I mean, that'll depend on a lot of things. So uh, we shall see. It's uh, to be determined. Well, those are your early odds. Uh, Boston, Denver after that, Oklahoma City, Brooklyn, Utah, and then you're down to Dallas at 40 to 1, which seems crazy. New York, I guess that's the Knicks at 50 to 1. I mean, I, that's insane, too. There's, there's no free agent that can get the Knicks. The only free agent that could get the Knicks into title contention would be Kevin Durant, and he ain't playing. So With, a, with an Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He so, ain't got one, though. Uh, that's, there's your early rundown. Uh, an interesting note: all all finals, we were saying why is uh, why is Drake not in Oakland? Throughout what is the Drake finals, doing? we were like, where is he? Why is he not in Oakland? Allegedly, or according to TMZ, the NBA told him not to go. Uh, this is from TMZ. Quote: The NBA reached out to Drake and asked him not to travel to Oakland for any of the finals games uh, due to quote security concerns. Multiple sources tell TMZ. You think that was Adam Silver that reached out? No, he's got better things. To he's do. like, yo, Dreezy. We're, t- we're told the league expressed concern about potentially angry Warrior fans doing something stupid like taunting Drake or throwing stuff at him, which wouldn't put just Drake at risk, but also other people staying near him. Uh, that's kind of weak. Just put some security around the guy. Although they did win three games in Oracle, so there would have been a lot of angry fans. TMZ also reported that Drake's dad, Dennis Graham, which is funny, <laughs> explained that his son didn't want to, quote, take chances on the sideline in Oakland. In any event, Drake certainly seemed to enjoy himself at Jurassic Park, where he partied, and he partied with the team in Las Vegas after the win. So long, they actually delayed returning to Toronto for an extra day. It's kind Luckily, of funny. Luckily, everybody lived through partying with Drake. I don't know if I would. It's a long day, in Las Vegas especially. Oh, that's, that's true. Uh, the NBA draft is Thursday. It's going to be fun, man. It's a good draft, especially at the top. Yes, it is. It is, and I am excited. I'm curious to see who goes fourth. I want to see who uh, who. That seems to be where the real New Orleans gets question that, is. That I'm pick. sure we'll record before then. I don't know exactly when, but we'll do Titan High. We'll be back. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what else I am excited about? What's that? To go home and sleep on my Lisa mattress. Oh, hey, oh, Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a happier, healthier you. All Lisa products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed and to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary you want to spend time in. Brad and I both sleep on the luxury Sapira mattress made by Lisa. It's a combination hybrid of both memory foam and springs. It's excellent. We love it. Lisa believes all people should have access to deep rest and relaxation. As you know, Lisa donates one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention to date, they've donated more than 33,000 mattresses 
through more than 1,000 nonprofits. All Lisa mattresses are made in the USA. This is a good company you want to support. Don't miss out. Live healthier, live happier by resting deeper. Order today and get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at lisa.com slash BDC and use promo code Lisa, or I'm sorry, use promo code BDC. But if you just go to leesa.com slash BDC, promo code will automatically be uh, attached. Uh, that's promo code BDC. Keep in mind, you also get a 100-night risk-free free trial plus free shipping and free returns. Uh, let's move on to MMA. Let's do this. Chael P. Sonnen, the American gangster from Westland. His West middle name's P? Yeah. Okay. From Westland, Oregon, uh, is, uh, is retired. Is that right? Did he fight any time recently? He fought uh, this weekend. Okay. Leota Machito kicked his ass. Oh, and, That'll uh, make you want to retire. And he retired in the ring. He said he just didn't have any more. He went to Bellator. He had suspended, or he had retired, I think, in 2016 mm. uh, when he failed a drug test and said he retired from the uh, UFC. But then he was out for two years uh, due to his suspension. Then he came back in Bellator. They gave him a five million or a five fight deal. Mm. Uh, I was told by a source named Front Row Brian mm. that it was a half million a fight. Is that right? It's a and, pretty good number. Uh, I think he did. He still works for ESPN. Let me ask you this. Do you know what kind of drugs he was doing when he was suspended? Oh, they were steroid things. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, these he were, wasn't John Bones Jones in it. No, no. This was serious performance enhancing drugs. I got you. Uh, the like coarse tranquilizer caliber shit uh, that he got caught for. So, but yeah, so he's a cheater. And uh, he also a, a tax cheat. And a, uh, he, he got, I think he was prosecuted on federal tax evasion charges. So uh, I also like Chael quite a bit. He's very likable. Pretty evasive, uh, huh? Great on television. Uh, mildly racist, perhaps. People uh, have have accused him. But he cut the greatest promo in the history of um, MMA, pro Prior wrestling. This fight? No, this is... Uh, this, this is, is a so he, he Sonnen is most well-known okay. for his, his... His gift for gab. His gift of gab, but but from a fighting perspective, with his fights from An- with Anderson Silva, okay, the the greatest fighter of all time by many people's estimation, and at the time he was untouchable. Right, he had won a million fights in a row, and was like people talked about him like he was a god, and even the people that were fighting him, like they 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 showed him so much deference. That's not the word, but showed him so much respect and all that stuff. Yeah, Chael did not. He came out and started talking shit. Some of it racist. Uh, about uh, favelas and you know it, all of the things that we allow cage fighters and boxers to do that we don't allow other sports people to sure. talk like. But anyway, that, I'm not. We're not even going to start to get into that. But Chael uh, fought Anderson Silva and just he's a wrestler. Chael is and just kicked Anderson Silva's ass for e- either three rounds or five rounds. I think it was five. Really? Yeah, it was a championship. While he was fight at his peak power, at the peak of his powers. And just out-wrestled him, like took him to the ground all five rounds, kicked his ass, and then at the end of the fifth round, I think with like 10 seconds left, Anderson Silva uh, managed to submit him. Oh, no. In like a weird, crazy submission. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chael, that turned Chael into a bigger star, even though he lost. So then after he fought, he had a fight in between. He fought Brian Stan, who was a Navy SEAL, I believe. He was some sort of military guy. Jeez. And so Chael refused to talk any noise to him. Yes. But then Chael beat him. And then after the fight... Anderson Silva was seen on the first row. Okay. And Chael uh, did this. All right, I'm here with Chael Son. And Chael, first of all, congratulations on a dominant performance. You imposed your skill set. You did everything you wanted to do. How happy are you with your performance tonight? Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. 
Super Bowl weekend, the biggest rematch in the history of the business. I'm calling you out, Silva, but we're up in the stakes. I beat you. You leave the division. You beat me. I will leave the UFC forever. Chael Sutton, ladies and gentlemen. As I said, this interview could be very interesting. He is the greatest in the world. The Spider Anderson Silva. Was that Charles Barkley? Yes, the best part of that video is they keep cutting back to Anderson Spider Sil- Silva, yeah. who's sitting there on the first row, and he's like blowing kisses at Chael. And then at the end, they pan over to the left, and Charles Barkley is just sitting next to Anderson Silva, and he's clapping and like having... He's clowning. He's, he's having laughing. the time of his life, yeah. Like the greatest pro wrestling thing he's ever seen. Just it was happen. pro wrestling. That's what Sonnen did. He just reduced MMA to pro wrestling, basically. Yes, and he backed it up for a little while, and then for a long time he didn't. He lost a bunch of fights in a row, and then he, he went, didn't retire after you guys asked him. Then he that. went to Bellator, and he lost two of the. I think he lost three of the fights. He went two and three. Okay. He beat Rampage Jackson. Wow, uh, which another guy who's like a thousand years old yeah. and needed the check, and then he lost. He lost to Fedor badly, and then he got whipped by this guy, and and uh, it didn't. It wasn't a great uh, run at Bellator, but he he did his five fights. And he's now got he's a out. career. In he podcasting. still works at ESPN. Yeah. He's got a podcast. It's called "You're Welcome" with Chael Sonnen, uh, which is a pretty funny name for a pompous dick. Uh, there was also a story about Chael last week that the UFC or that that the WWE, mm-hmm. according to Chael, okay, the WWE offered him a million dollars to no show the fight with Silva and just leave the arena right when it started just to stick it to the, to the, uh, the UFC and that they were going to sign him to a five year, a $5 million contract. He'd be great in the, uh, which in... absolutely no one in pro wrestling believes is a true fact. Like they think he's 100, <laughs> every person and no one thinks that that's true, but chill, uh, chill he's not that. backing down, huh? He's, he still claims it. And you know, we see him on ESPN and, and he's uh, he's likable and thoughtful. I like the way he thinks about fights. Mm-hmm. As far as a lot of these fight guys go, he's good at like critically analyzing or whatever. Yeah, uh, yes, critical thought, critical thought, and also he, he doesn't get too into the X's and O's. He's just more into a fighter's perspective. Okay. And also, he's a wrestler. Yeah, and so people that Which grow is the technical up, aspect of it. Right? Yeah, but like it's more the mi- the wrestling mindset, okay. the wrestler mindset. Where like if you grow up as a wrestler as a little kid, and you compete as a wrestler in all these events, and you go to these meets. And you you say you lose weight for five days to try and make your weight or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. We all know guys who wrestled in high school. That yeah, they're like not eating or drinking and, yeah. water for like two days. I remember I saw Dylan Van Dam at the store and he was just eating carrots for like a, a two weeks to, to lose four pounds or something. Yeah. Then you show up to the meet. You don't know who you're going to face. You don't get to scout that opponent. You don't get to. You just show up and fight. And if the guy isn't available or somebody else gets hurt, you don't you don't care. You just step up and you fight the guy who you're supposed you. Go, whoever you know, gets you wrestle you. whoever's in front of you. That's how it works. So whenever you listen to Chael and fighters pull out of fights with injuries or whatever it is, like he's very critical of that uh, because that's just different. It That's his perspective, and I find that kind of admirable mm. for whatever it's worth. Unique. There's the Chael son in minute. Shouts to Chael P. Good night, sweet prince. Yeah. Hey, you know what I like, Brad? What? Harry's razors. Ooh. Did you know that the average guy will spend 3,000 hours of his lifetime shaving? That's a lot of hours. Don't waste four months of your life overpaying for poor performing razors. Get Harry's, a razor that's so sharp you can shave less often, and it'll save you money. Just two bucks a blade. 
You like your Harry's bread? Love my Harry's. Cool. Thanks for that. Always have a sharp razor. Like that's my biggest thing. I always have replacement razors waiting to go because they send them to me as like a subscription-based deal. So I never have to worry about having a four-month-old razor that I'm scraping across. It's true. There's nothing worse than a dull blade. The worst. And uh, these are quality blades too. But the fact that they're always fresh is is a wonderful thing. uh, If you get on the subscription thing. if you can if you can hear this voice, then you can join the 10 million people, 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash BDC. Why Harry's? Because Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced gimmicks, vibrating heads, flex balls, handles that look like a prop in a sci-fi movie. That's all bullshit. You don't need any of that. These are just the tactics that the leading brand has used to overcharge us for years. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just two bucks a blade. To keep prices low, they cut out the middleman. We love cutting out the middleman here at MWBK. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. They've been making some of the best razor blades in the world for 99 years now. Uh, And now, Harry's can provide great quality at factory direct prices and a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll get you a full refund. Get a trial set right now. It comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, and a trimmer blade for close shave, rich, lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. That's a, a nice, nice thing. I took mine to Houston this weekend. Me too. And it's uh, it's a, a really slick package. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bdc. Go to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash B-D-C to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to support the show. Get these for your dad if you forgot about Father's Day. It's not too late. Hey, it's a good You just say it was present. in the mail or whatever. It'll yeah. get there. Uh, let's talk a little College World Series, Brad. Let's do it. Uh, we will get deeper into this on Titan High, of course. With our professional College World Series updaters. That's right. Elgar's, uh, Vandy. The, the guy who started the Vandy program, now the number one program in the nation. So Vandy, he claims. Vandy beat Louisville one uh, nothing. Florida State beat Arkansas. Or no, Vandy 3, Louisville 1. Florida State, who uh, the big surprise to get in, they beat Arkansas 1-0. I believe in the, the preview, Garza took Arkansas and said they mash. That's right. Which they, uh, they did not. Um, Mississippi State beat Auburn 5-4 to four in the first round. I have a hotline call from a Mississippi State fan. Would you like to hear this? Yeah, let's hear this. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Call our hotline. Here's the first call. What's up, Bagdell Cover? This is Hayden from Mississippi. The dogs are coming in hot going into Omaha. The only team undefeated still in the tournament. Got the SEC career hits leader in Jake Mangum. Got the best pitcher in the country in Ethan Small. Leads the country in strikeouts throwing gas. Uh, the last three times that we've gone to Omaha, we've gotten beaten by the eventual national champion, which is the nut crush of a lifetime, but it's not happening this year. We're beating Vandy. We're beating Arkansas in the finals, and we're getting a natty. That's like the most SEC call ever. Like, it's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting it. And by the way, we're, we're going to beat Vandy and Arkansas. None of the other teams matter because SEC is the only it's life. <laughs> yeah. This is the only thing that matters is the SEC. Uh, shouts to this guy. He called before uh, the uh, the World Series started, and they beat Auburn, another SEC team, in the first round. So uh, maybe he's right. Shot. Maybe he's on to something. Shot. Michigan beat uh, Texas Tech 5-3. to three. 
Texas Tech was supposed to hit bombs. They hit, they mash, but they did not. Uh, the ESPN headline tells me everything I need to know about this Michigan okay. team. Quote, Michigan has an unusual secret to success, Kenny Chesney. Ooh. Which, obviously, it makes me hate Michigan even more than I already do. And the, the thing that makes me hate Michigan the most, Will from Michigan called in. Would you like to hear that call? Let's hear. Again, 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Here's Will from Michigan. Ooh, backdoor cover. It's Will back again to talk about more Michigan sports because the boys did it. Michigan baseball just got its first win since the 1980s in the College World Series. They're in the winner's bracket after beating the past national champions and beating top-seeded UCLA in the Super Regional. Just got the win over Texas Tech. Sitting in the winner's bracket, we'll wait to see who they play in the next round. God, will uh, be more boring. Curious to hear what uh, you guys' thoughts are on College World Series, who you got your picks on. Obviously, my pick is uh, Michigan. Thanks, keep, a, keep the month long right, of magic. Enough. I can't. I can't handle anymore. His you need slow to quit talking. picking on that man. Just talk a little faster. Come a little hotter. Talk a little. You know, it was a good call. Thank you, Will. Eight, we appreciate please it. Please call if if you call and you're not Will. I guarantee we're going to play your call. Eight hundred three nine two. Six three. Let's four, let Garza four. answer the, his his question about how we feel about this. Uh, yeah, well, we got more College World Series stuff coming later. There are two games today. There are two games Tuesday. I I didn't remember the College World Series going for like two full weeks, and yeah. now they're just stretching. I think it's dope. I'm into it. I don't think they can play more than two games a day. I don't think there's enough daylight. I guess they could play with the lights on at night, but like I guess I just I feel like they're, they're long ass games, aren't they? Yeah, I guess this is how it's always been. I don't know. It's great. The, the college baseball should play for two weeks. Like yeah. that's, that's especially right now because there's nothing on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, let's talk college football for a minute, Brad. Let's do it. College football days, kicks huh? off in 68 days. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the whole segment. Uh, by the way, 80 days until the NFL kicks off. So, football, what are you more excited about, college football or, or NFL? College football, yeah, always. Okay, but I mean, it's good to have. I was pro curious football about back your too. opinion there. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But it's good to have college back. Yeah. I mean, I, that's probably like the, the first Thursday. The first real week is probably 75 days away or whatever. Hey. Hey. Admit it, Brad. You what? think cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make more money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action. To protect myself from cyber criminals, I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has early to easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click, and using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar Radar, and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your, your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash backdoor. Let me give this to you one more time. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash backdoor, one word, for three months free with a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash backdoor to learn more right now. 
Protect yourself today. Don't wait. Uh, we still have one more hotline call. Would you like to hear it, Brad? Let's go. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. We will play your hotline call if you call us. Here it is. Yeah, Micah. It's Vince. I hit you up on DM. I asked you about Dallas with clubs and need to see. But nah, so Friday night, we ended up doing uh, Bottled Blonde. And man, that place is wild. But the, so you make it up on a couch. I don't know how we got in there. But so we're just chilling. This guy's like, yeah, you know, you know who these guys are? Like, what table you're at? We're like, nah. And she's like, yeah, it's like Tyler Seglin from like Dallas Stars. And they're all here. And dude, that's when I realized I'm not going to be able to save any money in Dallas this summer. That was my only goal. But then, so he follows go to his other bar. And dude, she's like, yeah, Johnny's here. We're like, who the fuck is Johnny? So we go back. We're just hanging. And dude, Johnny Manziel's at this bar. First time. Like, it's crazy to see the best college football quarterback to ever put on a college football jersey. And dude, Dallas is crazy, man. So I just appreciate you. Like, responding back and help me out. Appreciate it, dog. Shouts to this guy. I didn't get his name, but uh, he DM'd me asking for places to go in Dallas. I, I hit him with a couple spots. He didn't go to the ones I told him to go to, but he went to Bottled <laughs> Blonde, which is a, a, a real place, a real scene. Tyler Segan is uh, is the name I believe he's looking for. He is uh, one of the stars of the Dallas Stars. Uh, well paid. These hockey players, from what I've learned in my time in Dallas, okay, and the women that I was around that were occasionally around the hockey players, yes, uh, they're fucking, I believe the term the kids say are, uh, uses savages. Yes. Like they fucking, these dudes party their fucking balls off. Like they're, I'm not going to get into anything I've heard, but let's just say like, this is a level of partying that, that professional athletes are, uh, it's, it's above and beyond what you would expect. They are, they, uh, exist in the only workplace where you are encouraged to punch your, your, uh, opponent in the face. There is no other place in the world where you, well, I guess outside boxing. of cage fighting or boxing yeah, yes. outside of people who actually are fighters where your job is not fighting, but fighting is a piece or part of yeah, your culture. Yeah, these dudes, they're, culture. but they, uh, they have a good time and they, uh, they definitely party. They talk to some women and, uh, they, they have a, so if you, if you're at a bar with the Dallas stars, you should, uh, you should hang out there. One time, one you of might, like the, you uh, might get some scraps as they say. Some Missouri, like semi pro hockey team came through and like, for some reason, like walked into the, our fraternity house when we were there. Like it was a summertime and I had like, Two handles of Southern Comfort and like a bunch of like fake lime I juice. I missed this for some reason, but I remember the story. I, I have, I mean, very seldom have I gotten this drunk. And I swear to God, I woke up the next day and I was drooling like this fake lime juice out of my mouth for oh, like no. a week after that. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was turned my brains into basically a vegetable there for a hot minute. So, uh, hockey yes, players, hockey play people, they go hard. I, I will say, I, including no one, minor league. No one says Johnny football's the greatest quarterback in the history of college football unless you went to A&M and, uh, and even them Aggies don't like this guy anymore he's like the worst Aggie of all time Aggies are like conservative and responsible and play by the books and aren't outspoken and don't don't uh, run around and hit their wives and their girlfriends the way that Johnny has a history of doing uh, Johnny's a terrible Aggie and, and a terrible person probably we, mm. we welcome him on this podcast anytime he wants to come on though I wasn't expecting you to come out Johnny's trash, Johnny man. Like Johnny's just a trash person. <laughs> he got kicked out of Canada. Don't forget that. And then he, 
let's just go over what Johnny's done the last year. He got on with the Canadian uh, a Canadian football team. Yeah. And he wasn't playing enough, so they traded him to another Canadian football team who was run by June Jones, who, okay. who's from Texas, basically. Right. Or spent a lot of time at SMU. So then something happened. Uh, he got one of the nastiest concussions I've ever seen. Okay. Something happened where he got banned. Not only his team released him, and he got banned from the entire Canadian Football League. Kicked out of Canada would be a good band name. Yeah. Maybe a song. So then Johnny somehow catches on with an AAF team. Remember the, Remember those guys? That, that's I believe right. it was Birmingham. I don't recall. But uh, either it might have been there that he got the terrible concussion. But uh, he was there for like two weeks and then the league shut down. That's right. So Johnny is the kiss of death. The Canadians were, were smart to get rid of him. Now they have an NBA championship. Just because Johnny's not involved. This is like the third Johnny sighting I've heard personally of people that I've spoken with that have partied in the same bar as Johnny. And these are like in different cities all over the country. So like, he is a busy, busy boy. It's funny to me that Johnny is still running around uptown Dallas, though. Like, grow up a little bit, Johnny. Shit. Do you think he's drinking for free? Maybe. I bet so. He's Yeah, uh, Johnny's a piece of shit. But I shouts if anybody else has Johnny football drinking stories... Call us at our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Brad, where can the people follow you and the Buttercut Podcast on social media? At the Buttercut Podcast on Instagram. We only go on Instagram. We're not, we're not tweeters. Okay, and where can the people follow you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. How about you, Michael? Where can they follow you at? Follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Okay. And, of course, follow uh, El Gars and Peter the Irish Guy at Titan High. You can follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Producer Mike on Twitter as well. That's where I got in a fight with Bruce Arthur today. Nice. And, uh, you know, if you want to follow me on Snapchat, you can. Micah T-X, M-I-C-A-H-T-X. Still pedaling that shit. I got to try. Of course, you can always listen to Mind of Micah. Where uh, we'll have some content this week. I love how you just cut off our exit music so that you could do a Mind of Micah promo. Mind of Micah. You cuck. Hey, support our sponsors while, while Let's you're turn at it. it back on. Uh, expressvpn.com slash backdoor. Hit harrys.com slash BDC. And of course, lisa.com slash BDC. We'll be back. Check out the 365 Things podcast. We're out. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.